Hello, our goslings, and welcome to this episode of the Smug Buds. Now, I am going to say up front, this episode's going to be a little bit louder than some of your other episodes. There's going to be a little bit more background noise, and that's because we have a very special guest who I'll introduce in the mo- in a moment. But first, I want to say hello to my perennial co-host, my pod wife, Will. Hi, Will. Hi, Liz. How are you? I'm very good. Um, I'm actually going on vacation tomorrow, so this is even better for me. Yeah, okay. Even better than what? Just a, <laughs> any other day? Just like a Wednesday night when I have to go to work uh, tomorrow? Right. Yes. That. Mm-hmm. I can see how this would be better than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, can you tell me more about the vacation? Yeah, so my friend Abby is... Um, she already got married, but she's having an elopement party, and okay. she lives in Atlanta. But my Aunt Sally and my Uncle Mark – hello, Aunt Sally and Uncle Mark. I know you listen to every episode. Um, they don't. Um, they live in Marietta. So me and Elliot and Kenny and a special and our special guests are going to be flying down tomorrow and spending a few days by their pool and going to the aquarium, which is the best aquarium in the world, and uh, just generally feeling like we're teenagers again because – uh, my special guest and I used to frequent uh, Atlanta, specifically Marietta, often when we were youth, sometimes for two or three weeks at a time. Wow. Okay. So I'm guessing from context clues that Marietta is some kind of suburb of Atlanta. It is. Yes. Ah, yes. Um, Whoa. Can I introduce our special guest? I, you are more than welcome to. I, in fact, I encourage it. So sitting next to me is none other than my brother bud. My brother, Blake Morris. Hello, everybody. Blake here. <laughs> well, well spoken of on the podcast before, previously. I, have, I listen to every episode. Blake really does listen to every episode, and he will, like, live text me his thoughts. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a privilege that a lot of podcast hosts don't get, I assume. <laughs> yeah. So um, normally, I uh, the other person who's not leading says what we're going to be talking about today, but I think it makes sense for Blake to say what we're talking about today. Sure. So we're going to be talking about something that's near and dear to my heart, which mm. is pizza. Uh, yum, we're going to be making some pizza today. We're going to be discussing sort of our personal thoughts and opinions and backgrounds with pizza uh-huh. and, you know... Will is not going to be eating any of the pizza. But <laughs> I have just... a I have a surprise for you. Oh, Ooh. I have my own pizza. Oh Whoa. shit! Yeah. Is that a frozen pizza? Yes, it is. Well, it was. <laughs> it was a few minutes ago. I'm glad it's not frozen anymore. That would have been yeah. terrible. No, it's a heated up pizza, and it is my dinner. <laughs> um. So. Um. Oh, what order do I want to do this in? So the first thing I want to say is that we're going to be making two kinds of pizza tonight. We're making a pizza we've never made before from Bon Appetit called a grandma pizza. Um, And then Blake's going to be making the pizza that he makes often, which is part of the reason I wanted to have him on um, for this. And we'll talk about his techniques, how he came to that. But the other thing I want to say is if you're listening right now, I am going to be uh, taking photos and videos of this experience, since this is more of a a multimedia experience, and posting them on Instagram to our story. And so by the time you listen to this, the story will be gone, but I will have saved it in a highlight. Um, So if you look at our page, there'll be just one little highlight reel. It's got a little pizza emoji. And you can, um, after you listen to the episode look at that and see um, both some stuff that I've already taken pictures of when I was making the dough and stuff that I have yet to record that I'm about to right now. 
So play along at home. Uh, one day we'll have uh, scratch and sniff stickers to <laughs> send our listeners in the mail um, or something along those lines. I have my own guest who I live with who is returning home after a few days. So I'm going to say hello to her now. Yeah, please But we do. can keep recording. So, um, hi, Dana. Hello. Hello. Welcome so many home. guest buds today. Sorry about the timing of this. <laughs> This is I just really like a whole you. multimedia experience for everyone. You. It's too bad we can't hang out together. Yeah, it's too bad. <laughs> I would, I would, uh, they, they have, it's later for them. And <laughs> yeah, they're, they're getting up very early going on a, on a trip in the morning. <laughs> also, it's not normal for Blake to be with Liz. Hi, Blake. And he's I our, <laughs> he says hi back. He's our first ever guest. So, mm-hmm. you know. Besides you just yelling in the background. <laughs> I'm just saying priorities no, no, being what it. they are. Yeah. I'm a cool girlfriend. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, <laughs> I so appreciate that. Have a good podcast. Thank you. See so, you later. Bye. Blake, do you want to talk to Will about his relationship with pizza while I start making his grandma pizza? Yeah. Okay. We can do that. So, Will, I know you're you're from what a lot of people may think of as the pizza capital of the United States. Maybe even the world. It might be. Well, I'm sure there's some Italians that might uh, disagree with that. Object to that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Probably pretty vehemently. (laughs) Fair Um, enough. But so sort of like, what's your background with pizza in New York? Like, what do you, Mm -hmm. when you think of pizzas from like your childhood, what are you Mm -hmm. imagining? I'll tell you. I, I, uh, it's true. I I am from New York City. I grew up in Queens, specifically. Uh, My parents are still there. And uh, when I think of uh, pizza in uh, the old neighborhood, uh, it's the same place uh, that my uh, family will get pizza from today. And I will have it when I occasionally go home to New York, uh, usually just at Christmas time. Uh, uh, so in Queens, uh, we, uh, I grew up in a, a town called Whitestone. And in Whitestone, we have a shopping center. Uh, that we uh, call the shopping center. I just know it as the shopping center. And uh, in the shopping center, uh, there is a pizzeria uh, called Pizza Chef. And uh, to give you an idea of the character of Pizza Chef, uh, inside Pizza Chef, hanging up on one of the walls, is a a work of art, a poster that uh, depicts uh, Marlon Brando as uh, Don Corleone from The Godfather. (laughs) And he is holding a slice of pizza and there is text next to him on the poster and the text says, I'm going to make you a pizza you can't refuse. (laughs) That's that's funny. And (laughs) there's just something about that poster that's indelible in my mind because it just reads like a first draft you know just yeah. just like well you just swapped out one word for another it's there's nothing clever about it no there's a, there's no pun there or anything right. it's it's yeah. literally just it's taking a line from a movie and throwing uh yeah. pizza in there right yeah. so um pizza chef uh was our go-to and i uh really liked i mean the the earliest thing that I remember really liking from Pizza Chef was um, their uh, pepperoni wheels, okay. like a, like a pinwheel. Yeah, 
with uh, you know pepperoni inside. Um, and then as far as actual uh, as far as their actual pizza, it's it's been a long time since it hasn't been so long since I had Pizza Chef Pizza. It's been I think quite a while since I had their like regular cheese pizza. Gotcha. Because for a long time in our family, we've been ordering variations like their buffalo chicken pizza. Okay. Or their chicken bacon ranch pizza. Yeah. Which I guess leads me to what I have to admit about my personal taste. Yeah. Which is, and there's I, there's no explaining it as, as far as I know. There's just no accounting for for taste you 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 either like something or you don't i don't love tomato sauce really yeah i i never have and i don't hate it i don't i don't dislike it so much that i won't have it i have it plenty yeah. you know yeah I, ha- I have it you know in pizza and on pasta you know chicken parmesan etc it's just not my preference. Okay. So you so, prefer like something like a white pie or exactly like a yeah. like the buffalo chicken, right? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, for that reason, exactly. My sort of particular preference, which is probably uh, unpopular, is that one the sides that I usually associate with pizza, I like better than pizza. So like. What, so what kind like, of sides? So the pepperoni wheels. Do you like garlic yeah, knots? Yeah, sure. Garlic knots, um, like cheesy bread. Okay. Um, uh, uh, even like uh, chicken wings. Like a lot of pizza okay. places have wings. Right. Um, like I prefer most of that stuff. And then second to that also, I prefer sort of more obscure variations on pizza to the classic style. Now, what do you mean by more obscure? So not just the, do you mean just by like the Buffalo chicken style? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, so basically any variation on pizza where there's something, something that I prefer to tomato sauce in place of the tomato sauce. So in the Buffalo chicken pizza, there's no tomato sauce. There's that Buffalo sauce. You got your chicken bacon ranch from Pizza Chef that's very good. I've had, um, not from Pizza Chef specifically, but from other places, I've had pizzas where um, there's uh, they, they make it with pesto uh, Ooh, instead of sounds- tomato sauce. Yeah. I like that sometimes. And you mentioned white slices before. I love, uh, I love a good white slice. I would gotcha. uh, take that over the classic cheese with tomato sauce. Now, what I'm having tonight is a frozen pizza, and it is... Trader Joe's, and it is a handmade four cheese pizza. So this is uh, with tomato sauce and is close to a classic. Okay, and I've gone with that mostly just mostly because it is a frozen pizza, and I think in the arena of frozen pizza, it's best to keep it simple uh, and take f- as few risks as possible. Right, uh, just because the quality, uh, you know, can be. Sort of it shoddy. can vary, yeah, yeah, very definitely. You, you've I'll... definitely brought up, I think, an excellent point with mm-hmm. the sort of untraditionalness of or lack of traditionality. I don't really know how to put it with something like a, a buffalo chicken pizza or 
you know, some people hate like Hawaiian pizzas, even though I feel mm-hmm. like that's sort of a classic topping combo and it's it's going to be on like every pizza places menu right a hawaiian pizza even though it's polarizing i think a lot of places probably will even have a buffalo chicken pizza now Mm -hmm. Um, yeah but that's something i wanted to to bring up today was you know sort of what what is pizza right Uh, so on um are we allowed to talk about like bon appetit and stuff so so they did it recently um a series called making perfect where mm-hmm. their, their idea was to make the perfect pizza. And pretty much what they determined a perfect pizza was, was a round pizza with red sauce, uh, fresh mozzarella, um, and then whatever toppings they picked. I think they went with like a sopressata for one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think and then they made a mushroom pizza as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was sort of disappointed with the way they went with that. I mean, I think that's sort of the idea of like a, sort of a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pizza, right? <laughs> like a, a round pizza with, with mm-hmm. red sauce, and that's sort of the thing that people are used to. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's so many variations of pizza out there. Variations that, on a theme. I'm back, people. Right. Welcome back. But there's so many variations on sort of what pizza is and people's emotional connection with what they enjoy as pizza, Right. So it could be like a square Sicilian slice or like a grandma slice like we're making now. That's pizza. Um, Deep dish like in Chicago. Right. Or Mm. there's even a a Detroit-style pizza, which is also baked. It's in a rectangular pan. Mm -hmm. It's got the sauce, I believe, on the top. Um, And so there's all these different ways to to make a pizza. And it's just sort of Mm -hmm. this weird amalgamation of just bread, cheese and some sort of sauce i guess and maybe some other toppings that whenever they came out with uh you know the perfect pizza is like a mushroom pizza essentially i was like well you know that's a a classic pizza but is Mm -hmm. that like a perfect pizza or is that going to be a perfect pizza for everybody yeah Mm -hmm. and you know i have i had mixed emotions about that that whole series but yeah so i thought that was just something i'd get out there i know a lot of people in uh so i read like a lot of pizza forums of all things Uh just because i enjoy making pizza so much and there's uh one guy who posts on a lot of the forums i've i read he knows a lot about pizza i mean i've learned a lot from things he's comments he's made to me and everything and he hates this place called pizzeria badia which is out in philadelphia bon appetit a few years ago had said they were the best pizzeria in the u.s um at the time it was this one guy he was sort of working there by himself with like maybe one guy taking orders and he would make 40 pizzas a day and that was it. Mm-hmm. And mm. you would line up for hours uh, and you would like place an order at like four or five o'clock. And if you were one of the last people to get an order and you'd get your pizza at 1030 at night, mm-hmm. which is sort of a ridiculous thing for me. Um, but this guy on this forum just really dislikes Pizzeria Padilla because he thinks it's like, it's kind of pretentious the way they they do things he doesn't agree with because he's thinking, again, of sort of a traditional, I think, New York slice mm-hmm. spot, mm-hmm. Um, which is great. I mean, who doesn't like a, a, a slice of cheese pizza or like pepperoni or something? I mean, if you're vegan, you probably wouldn't. But, <laughs> you know, assuming you're not, it's probably something you would enjoy. Um, and I had the opportunity to go to Pizzeria Badia, a, a new shop 
uh, that he's opened up last Friday, and I thought it was it was very good pizza. It was light. Um, we had like a just a classic cheese pizza, and then we got the special for the night, which was a it was a white sauce, but it was um, habanero infused, mm. and it wasn't too spicy. Like there's a nice heat to it, but it wasn't too much. Roasted tomatoes. I think there was like some pesto on it. It was it was fantastic. Wow, three kinds of sauces. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was but, a sauce pizza. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far, but it was great. And so I think it really just depends on maybe what you're brought up with, and then also maybe a certain aspect of gatekeeping. Yeah. Of of you know the you can never put uh, pineapple on a pizza or something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. It's it's amazing how passionate people get about something that's just it's pizza. I mean, it's such a basic thing that you can people will get when they maybe had a little too much uh, to drink at night, yeah. <laughs> or you know, you go out to a pizza place after like a, if, if you played baseball, like a baseball game or whatever sport you played, like oh, we're gonna go get pizza or at a birthday party or, mm-hmm. or whatever you have. So. It's really just a thing that I think that a lot of people have a, a pretty deep connection to yeah. in, a, in a weird, like, communal way. In a weird communal way that's also very, like, individualized and, like, very territorial. Right. There's a, there's a pizza place. I don't know if you, you have the, these in, like, uh, out in Arizona or down here, but it's called Mod Pizza. There's one opening in Kentlands. So, so what, for those who don't know what Mod Pizza is... Our goslings. It, it's essentially a place where you go and imagine a Subway or a Chipotle or some some place where they have a lot of ingredients in little uh, bins and you can pick what you want on the pizza and they make it for you right there in like a, a wood fired or some sort of fired oven. Um, and they're small. They're like a, a like personal, a personal pizza. pizza. And when this was described to me originally <laughs> by a coworker of mine, oh, right. they said... Oh, it's a pizza place and you can get whatever you want on it. And I was like, well, isn't that just like a regular pizzeria? <laughs> like, what pizza place are you going and you're saying, I want, you know, peppers and mushrooms and pepperoni? And they say, oh, no, 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 we're not going to do that. <laughs> so, so that's a, another interesting little pizza fact, I guess. Um, so can I describe what I just did with the grandma pizza? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, Will, do you know what a grandma pizza is? I've heard of it, but I can't. Define it off the top of my head. So a grandma pizza is a pizza that's baked hypothetically in a rimmed baking sheet, which I don't have. So it's just on a cookie sheet. Um, And it's rectangular. And um, the cheese goes on first and then the sauce goes on top. But the sauce is dolloped. Oh, God. It's making sounds. Uh, Do you want to look at it? (laughs) Blake's going to look at it. So I used the Bon Appetit um, recipe for the grandma pizza. Um, there's a lot of olive oil, so the the crust gets very. Um, is it okay? Can you hear it sizzling? Well, yes, I did hear that. That's cool. <laughs> um, the uh, the crust gets very focaccia y in that sense because there's so much olive oil. Um, mm. This was the dough that um, I you'll you can see this on the Instagram feed that we told Will about before the episode started i put the dough in a container that was too small and i guess i should have known better because i know that dough rises but it just looked like it it was like not even half full i thought we were fine (laughs) um uh so we didn't get all of the dough on the in the pizza because some of it sort of swooshed out overnight um but so i took that dough and i uh i used this recipe from bon appetit and i made the dough last night so it had a 24 hour rise 
And then I spread it out on the cookie sheet with a, a lot of olive oil. It had a second rise that happened um, in the hour before we recorded. And then I put on fresh mozzarella that I had grated, um, sopracetta that was sweet sopracetta and spicy sopracetta. Um, and then I put on some pepidou peppers that I had thinly sliced. Oh, and then also the raw sauce that I made that has garlic, um, tomatoes, and basil in it. So that's what's in the oven right now. Um, yeah. What's the... you say sopracetta? I would say sopracetta. But I, I don't know like, if that's... I feel like Carla said sopracetta on the video. I guess she is more Italian than... <laughs> we're not Italian at all, are no, we? No, we're not. <laughs> um... The Mortis is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a me, a Morris. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did see a Don Hoffacker. What was it that I sent you, Will? A Don Hoffacker, like, flooring company or something? Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was, but yeah, it was something like that. <laughs> I was like, Will, I found your people. It was mm-hmm. like a band that had, like, Don Hoffacker, flooring. <laughs> um. So Blake, I've I know you've talked to Will a lot. Um, what? How did you come to pizza? And then also, could you start to talk to us about like, you know, the research you did before you started making pizza? Sure. Actually, I have a picture of you from like years ago where where you had made a pizza, but it wasn't on a pizza stone. It was on one of those it like was on aerated a pan. I remember pans. that. Yeah, and that did not turn out that well. Yeah, I actually would say that turned out very poorly. Yeah. So I because I know that we, you know, I think we can agree. I think you and I are both pretty pragmatic. Where we're like. You know, there's genre of things and there's conventions within that genre. But how did you come to what you want to make as sort of like the the best thing that you're going to make? Yeah, so that's a that's a great question, and it really starts with again like another YouTube channel, which was binging with Babish. Uh-huh. Um, are you familiar, Will, with with binging with Babish? I'm not. Oh, Will, you'd like this because I'll explain this part. Well, <laughs> well can I explain what binging sure, with fine. Babish is? Yeah, we're siblings. <laughs> we like to we compete with. Explaining, explaining things so my, mm. my friend alicia once said i said isn't blake cool he's like me but smarter and she said it was like you were trying to out explain one another and mm. i was like oh we were just trying to uh, entertain you <laughs> <laughs> i think it's fun but so binging with babish started off um it's a youtube channel of this guy named uh his name's not actually babish it's andrew ray or raya mm. and he lives uh he lives in new york city and he his, the original premise of the show was he was going to make food from movies and TV shows. Mm. Um, so if it, was, if it was featured in a movie or a TV show, he, he does like one episode, you know, one uh, dish, I guess, a week. Mm. Or sometimes he'll have a special. I know he did a, in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia special. And in, and in a case like that, wherever it's something like milk steak, where they're something just... Something gross. Yeah he, yeah. he tries to improve upon it and make mm-hmm. it actually palatable. Um, but then he started a, another series, still on the same YouTube channel, called Basics with Babish. Because this dude, like, is one of those dudes that makes, like, over $100,000 a year on Patreon. He right. makes a ton of, on just Patreon. On just Patreon. But yeah. he also has, like, you know, sponsorships and, yeah, he just makes, like, a shit And he gets money. YouTube ad revenue. Yeah. Like, he has millions and millions of subscribers. Yeah. I would say he probably has 8 million subscribers now. Yeah. I'm not sure. It's a lot. Um, and so he, he has a series called Basics with Babish, where he, he goes through sort of the basics of how to, um, make pizza. And I watched this. I was like, this sounds amazing. I want to make pizza. But I didn't just like that day say, I'm going to make pizza. Uh I did a lot of research into 
what do I need to do to make pizza? Uh How am I going to do this well? Yeah. And I bought, uh, (laughs) I had never made pizza at home besides the failed attempt probably in 2011 or 2012. Yeah, it was 2011 because I was living at home. Um, and I bought, what, uh, it's called a pizza steel. So it's essentially a three-eighths inch thick piece of steel. Uh, it weighs probably 30 pounds. Yeah. Um, and you put it in the oven and the idea is your home oven doesn't get very hot compared to a, a pizzeria oven. So an, an oven at a pizzeria is going to get to... 800 degrees mm-hmm. if it's a if it's like a neapolitan style pizza it's going to be 900 or a thousand degrees there's no way a home oven can get that hot my home oven gets to 550 oh god <laughs> we've got uh some smoke in the building it seems mm. <laughs> 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 I thought we were doing pretty good keep talking so there is, admittedly, in this grandma pizza, an insane amount of oil. Uh, it was sort of just like dripping and swimming in oil. So that's presumably mm-hmm. what has caused the smoke, the smoke alarm to go off. Mm-hmm. Or maybe somebody was, I don't know, doing some other things. Probably. Um, so I got this pizza steel and it. it <laughs> sort of Sorry, trip. I just saw Kenny behind you. That's why I was laughing. <laughs> what? He saw Kenny behind them. Oh. <laughs> so, sort of the... Is it done? Do you know? It's, you've got seven minutes. Oh, jeez. This is a long bake time. So that's another thing. So so the whole idea of a pizza steel is it's going to reduce the amount of time it takes to bake a pizza in the oven. So at my home oven, it gets to 550. I can bake a pizza in four minutes probably and have it be done because of the pizza steel. So it holds a lot of heat. And it conducts that heat very quickly into the the dough and heats it up. Um, there's some other tricks you can use to sort of make it bake faster. If you put it under, if you have a, an electric oven with a you know a broiler, a broiler element on the top of the oven, if you put the pizza steel on the top rack, heat heat it up for a long time. I mean, it's it's something like an hour probably, um, and then throw the pizza on it let it bake, and then halfway through, turn on the broiler, that'll get the top mm. nicely cooked. Um, so I bought this pizza steel before I had ever made a pizza. Or you even made dough. I hadn't even made dough yet. The first time I made dough, I used um, what they had used in the, the Basics with Babish episode, which is, uh, I think his name is Tim Leahy. Oh, yeah, he's it's, a famous bread dude. It is. It's a, it's a no-need pizza dough. So you're essentially just mixing all the ingredients in a bowl, letting it sit on the counter overnight. Oh, on the counter? Yeah, it's not, in the, it's, it's not like cold fermented. Cold fermented, anything. okay. It's just <laughs> on the counter overnight. And the first time I made pizza, uh, I hadn't divided the dough bowl. So this, this makes, theoretically, four pizzas out of this amount. And I just had it in one big bowl. Uh-huh. And then I tried to, like cut it and shape it which did not go well yeah. the one looked like imagine um a pair of briefs or a, a woman's bikini bottom <laughs> it was that sort of shape and it was <laughs> it, it tasted fairly good it yeah. just looked awful yeah and i was like okay i know what i did wrong i can improve a lot mm-hmm. and i did over time i i improved my method i stopped using that tim Leahy no need dough and I started using at first I used the there's a pizza place in New York called Roberta's 
which is in Brooklyn. And I started using that recipe. Um, over time, I found that it wasn't really getting what I wanted because my oven doesn't get hot enough. Mm-hmm. So it was too moist of a dough. It was too difficult for me to work with. So I, I reduced the water, uh, the moisture content in it somewhat, and I added... Um, Actually, originally I added a little more flour, and then I was like, well, you can just cut the water out. <laughs> cut some of the water out. Um, and I, I fermented there. So I'm sure that we can get in the notes, the show notes, which I've honestly, I don't know where they are on the feed. Like. <laughs> but I'm sure that they're out there. Oh, my God. I listen to every episode. I'm just not. <laughs> may, may I ask? I, I, I haven't, I, you know, we've got friends and they listen to the podcast. I get feedback from them occasionally. I haven't actually asked anyone this question. How do you listen to the podcast? <laughs> I listen to it with my ears. Uh, wow. Okay, yes. Elliot. Okay, I listen, Elliot. I listen, I listen at work on my no, phone. Okay. On, I go to smugbuds.com. Smugbuds.com. Yeah. And I play it in the browser. I do not open the SoundCloud app. Bro, right. you got to scroll so, down like two inches. And that's yeah. That's the notes. <laughs> I literally, they're labeled. Oh. <laughs> then maybe yeah. I have looked at the notes before. Oh, Jesus Christ. That is, that's the way to, to <laughs> see the show notes while you're listening. But <laughs> that's, well, that's how I, I listen. Ask. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, well. <laughs> so what, are, so what, end up, what, were you, what did you end up wanting to see out of a crust? Like, what is a good crust to you? I want it to be... I don't know, airy to some extent. Okay. Um, so you want there to be some bubbles. I do. So originally I, I, I also actually increased the amount of active dry yeast mm-hmm. that I was putting in the dough. Um, and that made it very airy in the crust. Almost too much so. Where I was always getting this one big bubble uh-huh. like on the sort of on the crust at yeah. one point. Um, and so I was like, well, this would be a cool, like if I opened a little pizzeria, you, you could call it. I don't know, the black spot or something <laughs> pizzeria. Cause there's this one, like just honestly one bubble yeah. on the crust that would get a little charred. Um, but I want it to be airy. I want it to be supple. Mm-hmm. Like it should feel nice in your hands. It shouldn't in my mind feel sticky. Mm-hmm. If it's sticky, it's too wet for me. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess that's about it. It should be able to stretch and mm-hmm. hold its shape. But it should stretch easily, okay. which, which doing a cold ferment really helps with. Okay, so, so talk, talk about the cold ferment, because how many, ideally, so I made this dough on Monday night, so this yeah. has been a, a two-day ferment. 48 hours, probably. Yeah. That's that's good. Yeah. Um, I usually will do 24 hours. Oh, I thought you did three days. I originally did three days, oh, okay. and then I found that was too long. Oh, shit. It, I, did it for, I did it for 48 hours, because I thought... That you were. I'm I was still like, doing it that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I found that the the dough gets too slack. Then it, oh, okay. it loses air yeah. at some point. Um, so I do 24 hours. Okay. If you if you do it, I have also before thought I want to eat pizza, and I've gotten to the point where if I say I want to eat pizza, I do not go buy pizza somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I live three blocks from a great Italian restaurant. In Lancaster City, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, um, called Luca. They everything's wood fired or whatever. And I used to go there a lot, and now it's gotten to the point where if I want to make, if I want pizza, I will just make pizza. Um, so I can make, you can make the dough and let it just rise on the counter for an hour. But it's it's very taut then. Mm. It's very difficult to work. 
because if you let it sit in the fridge for 24 hours or 48 hours, the gluten protein strands relax somewhat, and it's mm-hmm. a lot easier to stretch. Um, and is it more stable then, too? I don't know if I... What do you mean by stable? Stable, like... Because you're saying, like... So, like, it's easier to work with without also, like, collapsing the bubbles. So, like, you can sort of work it, but it'll still actually, like, get crisp. It won't be, like, tough. It'll... Right. It's it's a lot... It's more supple. I don't know if I would... I don't know if I would use the word stable. I guess what I mean by stable is, like, it gives you more room for error on, like, a lot of different counts. Yeah. I'd say that's fair. Okay. Um... I found that if, if the dough's harder to work with, you're more likely to, to put a hole in it. Because you're going to try to stretch it out, and it's just not going to work well. I believe it's time to take out the grandma pizza. What temperature has the oven been at for this grandma pizza? So the, I believe the oven was at the max temperature, which is theoretically 525. Uh, another little gadget I bought uh, is an infrared thermometer. So we, we uh, read the temperature of the oven as 5.30, I believe. Mm. Um, so at my home oven, I can actually get it up to 5.70, which is 20 degrees over what the oven is theoretically set at. Mm. Um, if anybody's interested can in... Can you see this, Will? Yes, I, I see that. Ooh, you should throw it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> can you see this? I can't hear him. He can see I, it. I see it, yeah. So uh, the infrared thermometer is great. It really lets you know like when your your pizza stone or pizza steel is up to temperature. It's also just sort of a fun thing to have. Like if you work somewhere where the air conditioning doesn't isn't that great, <laughs> you can go and see like how how warm your cubicle is. I'm not saying I'm speaking from experience, um, but I have taken it to work and like pointed <laughs> it at stuff. It's pretty fun. It also I, has a little laser on it, so that's yeah. I was going to say, I think I know what an infrared thermometer is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm picturing it's like a laser pointer, yeah. And where you point the laser, it tells you what temperature it is. At Pretty that much. Point. You yeah. may have seen if you've ever been to the grocery store and there's somebody walking around looking and like testing the coolers and like the refrigerator mm. refrigerated areas to make sure they're at like the correct temperature. They mm-hmm. also use an infrared thermometer. Liz, can you actually? Yeah. So this is what it looks like. Well. Okay. Um, they're not that expensive. I think I got this for like ten dollars or something. So, oh. and it goes up to seven hundred and sixteen degrees. It'll it'll read the temperature up to Fahrenheit for any international listeners. What happens um, if you point it at the sun? Does it just explode or like <laughs> crumble? That's I honestly have never <laughs> attempted to do that. I'm sort of interested in what it would mm. would do because mm. I'm assuming it would just read the ambient air temperature. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, but then again, right now, if I'm like if I point it at the wall, it's not reading the air temperature between myself and the wall. Hopefully, so would it actually read the temperature of the sun? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess I kind of, uh, I guess in my head, I just sort of slightly liken it to like a portal gun. (laughs) And so my mind kind of went to like the end of portal two, when you find out you can point it at the moon, then that works. That, (laughs) it might, I don't think it would open a portal if only because (laughs) it's not a portal gun and I haven't been working at Aperture Labs for the last, Mm -hmm. you know. 4,000 years or however long Portal 2 takes after uh, 
the first Portal game, but mm. yeah. So is is Liz uh, slicing up some slices right now? She's she's struggling to get it out of the pan. Ah, uh, okay. What oh, kind there of it goes. what kind of tool is Liz using there? She's using just a, a regular spatula mm-hmm. that you would use to flip an egg. Or classic, classic spatula. Take a cookie off of a cookie sheet. Mm-hmm. But describe what the pizza looks like. So the pizza is rectangular. Um, it is not a square. It, it is not that kind of rectangle. Um, <laughs> uh, it's rectangular. It's I would say about an inch thick. Uh, at its thickest points. Um, there's some nice browning and crispiness around the edges from, I believe, the cheese cooking. And it looks delicious. Um, as a little kid, my mom would often make sort of a grandma pizza. Oh, yeah. Well, it what wasn't, was it? I enjoyed it at the time. Liz is mocking it. I'll take this moment to say that to the extent that Dana and I have ever made pizza at home, it was, uh, it has been, I think you would say, a French bread pizza. Okay. Just bought, uh, a, a, you know, pre-made, uh, big roll. Yeah. Uh, sliced it up, you know, lengthwise and widthwise. Laid it out and uh, dressed it with our choice of cheese and toppings. Usually, uh, usually uh, red sauce and mozzarella cheese and uh, maybe some tomato slices and maybe some fresh basil. That sounds good. I forgot but, completely about things like French bread pizza or mm. pizza bagels. Mm-hmm. There's some bagel places near me that make pizza bagels that you can... Mm. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but they're good. I mean... Uh-huh. Not bagel bites, trademarked. Mm. Sorry, <laughs> Heinz or Kraft Food or whoever owns that. I kind of want to take a bite of this pizza. It's oh yeah, I brought it over for us to eat, but it's probably too hot. But it looks so good. I know. So something I didn't mention with this is there's sort of dollops of sauce on it. Right. So it's crust cheese, uh, the accoutrement, which are the hot soppressata. Uh, sweet supersada, the little chilies, pickled chilies, and uh, then the sauce on top. How's it taste? Still too hot. Okay. Didn't burn my mouth, but it's still too hot. Okay, so we're talking a lot about dough and crust and what you're doing in the kitchen. Yep. What's the um, what's the sauce origin with yeah, the, when when you're when you're making your own pizza at home? So I have really varied a lot with sauce. I have attempted to make like a white sauce before. Like I tried to make a cream sauce for a, what I was calling um, a steak dinner pizza. Oh, right. So it was uh, mushrooms, uh, steak, like a cream, like a garlic cream sauce on the dough with uh, like a Swiss cheese. So I think I used, um, not really Swiss cheese. It was Jarlsberg, which is an imitation, like, Emmental or whatever. I'm sorry. Jarlsberg is it Swiss? It's it's Swedish. Oh my god! I don't think I ever knew that it wasn't a Swiss cheese. It has holes in it. Yeah, 
I always thought of that as like sort of the Keystone Swiss cheese. No, I believe the Keystone Swiss cheese is Emmentaler. Oh my god. Well, we're all learning something here today, folks. So I, I, you know, tried to branch out a little bit with that, but usually I haven't really strayed from the sauce recipe that I got from watching that Basics with Babish episode, because oh, yeah. I thought it really has worked well. Um, mm. Having tried this sort of raw sauce, I thought I think that's pretty great. Um, so the sauce recipe I'm using is really basic. Uh, it is cooked a, a little bit. Um, this The sauce that we used today was not cooked at all, um, but so I... I throw some garlic um, and some oil in a, in a small saucepan, um, saute that a bit, throw in um, the tomatoes, um, a little bit of red pepper flake, um, some dried oregano, and some onion powder, um, mm. and cook that for a bit. And then I use an immersion blender. And, uh, which if anyone doesn't know what an immersion blender is, it's, it looks like a stick with a spinning metal blade at the bottom of it. And you can put it into a pot with, uh, you know, soup or sauce or whatever and, and blend it up smooth. Um, they're really useful for soups. They're great. Yeah. I think they're, they're fun. Um, the blender goes into the food ingredients rather than the traditional other way around. Correct. Um, and that's sort of where I was at with sauce. I haven't really strayed a lot from that. I have tried a lot of different kinds of cheese. I think that's a, an area where I've really tried to experiment with. So I've tried, uh, low moisture mozzarella. I've tried, uh, cow's milk mozzarella. I've tried, um, fresh mozzarella. I've tried mozzarella and brine. I've tried, uh, uh mozzarella de buffalo. So mm-hmm. buffalo mozzarella. Um, from from a buffalo, like a legit From buffalo. a water buffalo, yeah. yes. So um, there was at one point a time where I could buy Italian buffalo mozzarella from sort of the Napoli region mm-hmm. at Costco for a very reasonable price. Mm. Um, and they have stopped carrying it, probably uh, because they have just the way their buyers work. It can be difficult mm. to get it. You can also get some buffalo mozzarella at Whole Foods. It's called Buff, B-U with an umlaut F. Mm-hmm. Um, that's made in, I believe, in South America. It's okay. I found personally that using the high moisture cheeses, so like a fresh mozzarella or especially a, a mozzarella that's been in a brine, doesn't work very well in a home oven. Right. Because um, it, it just sogs it up. It's just too moist. Yeah. It, it, you know, some people don't like that word, but I think it describes it well here. It's it, it's too wet and the oven's not hot enough to cook a lot of that moisture off. Um, so I've usually just stuck to a low moisture mozzarella, which is what a lot of your sort of traditional pizzerias are going to be using. Unless you're in Italy and then it's going to be something completely different. So a note on um, the sauce goes from a pizza. <laughs> We're like literally all eating pizza at this point. That's right. Oh my gosh. Also like Can I have the plate. Yeah. Just for like <laughs> this like the sake of our goslings, like Will is like bathed in sunlight right now and it is pitch black outside where we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sun's going down. It's not very far down at this point though. Um but it, it's on so its the, journey. The way that the grandma pizza works is 
you make a raw sauce and then it, it's not that it doesn't it's not that it's not cooked it's that it's not cooked before you put it in the oven mm. um so my, it was just a can of tomatoes um of 20 a 20 ounce can of tomatoes a san marzano type and then i added um fresh basil leaves um i it said two cloves of garlic but my cloves of garlic were small so i added four um salt olive oil um pepper um, I actually thought about putting in pepper flakes, but I knew that we were going to be putting on the spicy sofrasetta, so I, I didn't, um, which I think is fine. I think I don't think it's like I don't think it needs that extra heat from the pepper flakes. Um, but then the idea is that since you're dolloping on sort of small amounts of sauce comparatively than you to what you would do on a normal pizza, um, it it can cook. And this did have a long cook time in the oven. Like Blake was saying, his pizzas usually stay in the oven for like four or five minutes. This wasn't there for a full 20. Um, it was a lot, a lot bigger pie and it was also, um, uh, a thicker pie. Mm-hmm. My frozen pizza was in the oven for eight minutes <laughs> at 425 degrees as suggested by the box. Yeah. Um, Blake, uh, before you make your pizza, yeah. can I talk to you about a pizza memory that I have with you? Is it getting Domino's pizza and watching Bill Nye the Science Guy as like a four-year-old? No, that's specific. It was great. <laughs> it was how we would always, uh, we were always allowed to order pizza on snow days. I do remember that. and We ordered it from Pizza Delight. Yes. Because they delivered and the better pizza place, Italian pizza and subs. Did not deliver. Down the street. Like, walking distance from one another. Hmm. Yeah, IPS IPS does not deliver to this day. They do, actually, using, like, Grubhub or Oh, oh they do. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Um, but, yeah, so whenever we had a snow day, um, you know, once we got to be 12, once I got to be 12, Blake is younger than me. We are not twins, though sometimes he does feel like my older brother. Um, we Still wouldn't be twins, then. I know. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is the sort of shit I get from you and from Will. These are just the people I keep in my life. Technically, <laughs> one's always older and one's always younger when there uh, are twins. Fair enough. One of them's got to come out first. <laughs> I, I think I learned that from the first episode of this podcast. <laughs> that is actually the only one I have not listened to. Oh. And I am not going to. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think that's fair. Uh. I, I visited that day. I saw the baby. Yes, Blake was there the day that Elliot was born. I so drove down in did. my Poe Dameron costume that I purchased specifically for that occasion. <laughs> because we dressed up Elliot. We were calling Elliot uh, Baby 8. Mm-hmm. Like BB-8. And so we his going home <laughs> outfit was his first cosplay. <laughs> because it was a little BB-8 outfit. Not with like a hat or anything. No, it had a hat. It had a hat. Oh boy, the hat was the the head. Yeah, the helmet. Yeah. What's How similar helmet? is it to the costume that we have for Angie, which is a BB-8 <laughs> costume? I don't know. I haven't seen the Angie costume. Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll post both of these pictures in the show notes. Okay. Um, but yeah, Blake, I just remember it was great because we would it would be snowy and we would like go out and play, and you know, mom would be at work, and then. We'd get to, we'd, mom would have left us with like a 20, a $20 bill and we would get a pizza and like hang the hell out. We'd watch Maury. We would get, we would get two pizzas. Oh, we would get two pizzas. It would be you, myself and uh, Mark, my friend Mark. Yeah. And 
we would go sledding all day. Mm-hmm. We'd go home. Mm-hmm. We'd be soaked. Yeah. We would throw all of our clothes, like, like snow on the clothes. floor. No, we would throw them in the dryer. Oh, so we okay. Could, we would go be dry back out. And then we could go sledding again. <laughs> yeah. After we ate pizza. Yeah. And God, what a, I mean, just like what a warm feeling thing to have after throwing yourself down an ice, into an icy chasm for hours. To thinking about it now, like, I feel bad for, like, the fact that we made that pizza delivery man drive, drive in, in the snow. Conditions that were treacherous enough that they had canceled school. <laughs> Um, just because we wanted to eat pizza. Yeah, well, I mean, by the time we called, it was later. They would have cleared the roads. I hope that was some cheap pizza because I, well, I hope that there was a tip for that we, driver. We, yeah, no, no, we, there was a tip. It was probably like 25. It yeah. might have been. It, I, yeah, I think if mom left us a 20, we only got one pizza. If we got two pizzas, she probably left us like 30 I bucks. I feel like a pizza wasn't more than like eight bucks. But this, day. I mean, also keep in mind, if I'm 12, this is 18 years ago. So I think pizza was just cheaper. Everything was. Yeah. That's the way inflation modern, works. The wonder of inflation. Um, okay, so. Uh, yeah, you want me to get started? Do you want to start making the other pizza? Where do you want me pizza? to do it? Uh, I don't know. On the cutting board? But the pizza's on the cutting board. Well, you Move it back onto the pan. I needed to cut it. Blake is looking at me like, Liz, why didn't you think of this? Do you want to do it here on the table? I can do it on the table. Okay, yeah, sure. Unhooking you. You might get some flour on the... Well, I'll move my computer. Okay. <laughs> okay, Liz, can you still hear me? Yes, I can. But Blake, but Blake cannot, right? Blake cannot, yeah. Great, okay. Well, you didn't have to say that out loud. You kind of blew my cover. <laughs> anyway, while Blake can't hear me. Yeah. Um, can I tell you what uh, uh, that moment reminded me of? The moment yes. where Blake was giving you that look yes. and uh, asking, you know, where where am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what that reminded me of? No, I don't. Okay. Um, so just for our goslings, uh, you, you might think that I have a relationship with Blake because you know our relationship, you know my relationship with Liz. We have been friends for ten years. We host a podcast together. But I don't, and also, I've, Blake went to school with us. That's right, and he was yeah. what two years behind us. He's he's a year behind you. Yeah, you're in between us. Oh right, yeah, two years behind. So he us. was with you. <laughs> Why did I say us? We weren't in the same year. I know that. Well, um, you well, you know, we just had this discussion about twins. So right, yeah. So. um I, I haven't hung out with Blake that much. I yeah. don't. I don't really know the guy that well. Mm-hmm. Do you? Do you know what my like one like formative? Do you, Do you know what my impression of Blake is based on? No, and in fact, I I could imagine it was a time that he was mean. <laughs> <laughs> Blake just said, "Wait, who was me?" Probably me. Blake, and then he said, "Probably me." Do you remember? And I I, I bet I hope and I bet you remember this better than I do because. I don't really remember the context that well, mm-hmm. but like we were staying with you. Oh yes, uh huh. For me without you. Oh right, a that time that context. we've also mentioned on this podcast. Yeah, the, that was the time that I went to the I I championship. The championship, yeah, right, the champ. right. It's, Which is so the, the name full... of a venue, not a, not a real championship. <laughs> that so I went the, to. the venue is called Championship Records, but the ah. sort of shorter name is the champ. Like you would say, we're mm-hmm. going to the championship for the show. And then sure. if you're really local, you would say, we're going to the champ. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So we went to the champ. Now, do you remember what my impression of Blake is yeah, based on? Yeah, Blake didn't want you to sleep in the basement. Right. Even though it was not, 
his bed no or his room no that i was supposed to sleep in <laughs> yes it was just what what was it it's like it was so the ba- it's a finished basement so there's like a living room and then there was his bathroom and his bedroom and then there was like a bonus like a storage room that was unfinished but you would not have been sleeping in the unfinished room you just would have been sleeping on the couch i think you did. i did sleep on the couch yes and i remember you telling blake Will's going to sleep on that couch in the basement. Yeah. And you might have said, like, right? Or is that okay? Uh-huh. Like, that's okay, right? And Blake said something to the effect of, I'm not, I don't know how to say no. <laughs> right. And then you thought about it. Uh-huh. And you I thought felt, a lot. And I felt weird. Of course you did, because we were yelling at each other. <laughs> So, am I remembering correctly? So, I was sleeping in a, on a couch in the basement outside Blake's bedroom. Yes. And I sort of remember, maybe, that Blake would sleep on that couch, or he would just hang out on it very late. He would, he would just hang out on it. Okay. I remember it being like... I remember it being an imposition because, like, mm-hmm. normally he would be on that couch when I would have been sleeping on it. Yeah, I, yeah. And I think the other thing, too, is, like, Blake and I used to fight, like, all of the time. And I can't actually think of the last time we had a fight. Like, can you think of the last time we had a fight? Like, yeah. a real fight? No. We just grew out of it. Um, That's nice. Well, I just realized it wasn't worth it anymore. Blake just says he realized it wasn't worth it anymore, which I think goes to show that it was not my fault. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So to give Uh, you an idea. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Of course, as an only child, I'm fascinated by all of this. Yeah. (laughs) This is like another world to me, peering into an alien world. (laughs) Well, so, I mean, another sort of sibling thing here is that, like, I I sort of said that Blake's smarter than me, and I do think that Blake is smarter than me. That doesn't mean that I'm not better at him than thing at things. Like I'm a better knitter than he is. I'm a better. (laughs) Well, um, I never tried. I never tried, says Blake. I'm a better um, writer than he is. I think that even if he were to write poetry, I would still probably be a better writer than he is. Um, And but he just remembers things a lot more than I do, which I think says a lot because I think a lot of people who know me think that I remember a lot of things all the time. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, it's honestly not that great of a thing because people often think it's weird when I remember like little things that we talked about years before. Oh, people think I'm weird for remembering little things that we talked about. Yeah, we we both have this issue. But now, um, I guess like when I turned like 25 or 26, we just like, so I was 25, 26, he was 23, 24. Um, yeah, I don't know. We just figured it out. And now it's great because we're just like, similar like in the best ways and and like Mm. my friend alicia said we it was like we were trying to out explain one another (laughs) right right which is also great because i have this small human that's obsessed with blake so oh yes elliot (laughs) he was like when blake got here today he was like a bake a bake here (laughs) and then proceeded to just run at full speed for the next like hour and a half wow so, so back to some pizza. Okay. 
So Blake right now is making his pizza. Oh, and let me actually see what you're looking at. You might have heard that the fan, so the fan on my oven automatically goes on when it's hot. So that has happened again. (laughs) Um, Mm. And our Goslings, I do apologize. I know this is a louder episode, but this is the multimedia experience. Um, It's not multi-sensory, though. Yes, it's not. Ooh, Blake. Um, actually, yes, it is. It's voice and visual. Uh, uh, Blake, talk really quickly about what you're doing. I'm going to go grab my dough. So right now I'm stretching out the dough. Um, it's pretty good. I didn't make this this dough myself. Oh, Blake, thank you. So Blake well, cannot hear me right now. I was getting to the critique. Okay. Uh, it's a little slacker than I would like it to be. Okay. No one um, has the headphones in. <laughs> and also just the way that it was... Liz had made this and put it in this little bowl, yes, which is not is not what I would do. Uh-huh. Um, if it was up to me, I would ball it and put it on a, a tray or a, like a Blake baking sheet. Blake actually has a special box for his dough, so... I did buy several dough proofing boxes, <laughs> but I also use those for when I make bagels. Right. So it's not just, um, it's just not a pizza thing. Yes, it's not just a pizza thing. So Blake's stretching out the dough. He's being very careful. He's making sure it doesn't stick. Um, because he's soon going to be putting uh, the toppings on. And what, what are the toppings what, for this one? Yes. We have mushrooms. So the mushrooms I've pre-sautéed. Okay. Because mushrooms are really watery. And so if you don't pre-sauté them... Um, they're just gonna, like, release their water onto the dough, which is not good. You really, I mean, for something that you're putting, like, a literal sauce on, you really have to be careful about, um, moisture with pizza dough. And then the other thing is these, uh, bell peppers, which I've thinly sliced. Um, bell peppers are also really watery, but they're not gonna release water in the same way, so it's okay. And Mm. also, and I'll take a picture of this right now to post on the Instagram story, but Blake's putting on actually way less sauce than you'd imagine he's going to be putting on. Um, you can see the dough through the sauce for the most point. And at this point, I'm not going to actually ask Blake to talk because I know that he has to work really quickly. Once you put um, the sauce on, it is go time. Be- uh, he's told me this before. Because basically, it's going sti- to start sticking to the peel. And once it starts sticking to the peel, you have a problem of getting it to actually transfer into the oven correctly. So right now he's putting on um, the cheese. He's put on, I believe, some of the low-moisture mozzarella. And now he's putting on the peppers. And uh, I'm assuming after that he will put on the mushrooms. Now, we did also have another problem, uh, which I have already put on the Instagram story with one of my dough balls this week. Do you remember this problem, Will? No. So I made two dough balls, as instructed by Blake. And I put them each in one of these uh, Tupperware containers because I thought this would be a good way to store them until we make the pizza on Wednesday. Yep. And uh, I get a call. Oh, so now Blake is doing the transfer onto the, the peel. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Blake is now pulling the pizza onto the peel. I'm helping him. Oh, it's real slack. We'll see if this it actually is. works. <laughs> it not. If anything, we have, a, we have one pizza that's correct, so... We'll at least get to eat dinner. <laughs> I don't think it's going to, it's not going to go. Are you just going to calzone it? We can just calzone So Blake's calzoning it, meaning that he has folded it in half. 
Um, which is always something you can do if your pizza starts to fall apart. You know, things fall apart. The center cannot hold. That's good improv. Okay. People um, are going to think that we just have a cooking podcast now. Oh, Not because to, of the Brassica episode? Yeah, because this is coming right after the Brassica episode. <laughs> right. Um, are you going to flip it? Well, I don't know how this is going to work. Blake is like really like moving. Oh, there you go. He did it. Okay, yeah, now he's maybe. just got to get it onto the pizza stone. Okay, so I'm going to let him do that. Um, so yeah, once once you get the sauce on, it could start sticking. So you really have to work quickly to put it in. Did we get it? Yeah. Okay, so now we just have to make sure it cooks. <laughs> um, but the okay, so the other dough ball. So I put it into two containers of Tupperware, mm-hmm. and I get a call from Kenny on um, Tuesday, and I didn't pick up because I was working and I had um, I was talking to somebody else actually on the phone, and then uh, he calls me back right away. So I. Normally, if Kenny calls me and he calls me back right away, it's because he has something he has to tell me. And so I uh, proceeded to uh, call him back, he, or to pick up the second time. I just got off the phone. He's like, hey, are you busy? And I'm like, no, what's up? And he's like, so I went to work and I was looking at my lunch and I realized that I took one of the dough balls to work. Okay. And I was like, why? He's like, well, because I, every week, um, whatever we have for dinner, I make four servings of. Mm-hmm. And then I package them up. And that's what we have for lunch the next day. So I meal plan in the sense that I'm we're having a new dish every night. Um, but that meal then is repeated for lunch. So really I only have to meal plan for, you know, five nights of the week and then breakfast we figure out on our own. Mm-hmm. But that also usually means that, you know, if I have two of the same Tupperware containers, I will put the dinner in that. So he saw two of the same Tupperware containers and thought, oh, this is lunch and took one, <laughs> which meant that the dough uh, traveled for an hour in, you know, Maryland July heat to uh, his job, was put immediately into the fridge, but then traveled another hour back into Maryland, July heat. Mm. So that, so we were, we were already down a dough ball. I mean, it's in the fridge, but I mean, if the first dough ball I made was a little bit too slack, it was a little bit too, uh, too moist, then I, I have doubts about the second one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would say it's too moist. It was too, it wasn't too, I should have kneaded it more. Maybe, I, I don't know, like, use what I would use, which is King Arthur bread flour. Um, yeah, it just is, it's really, it's too stretchy. Okay, yeah. It, it doesn't spring back I did all. follow your instructions exactly, though I don't understand the touch of it yet, so. Yeah, you just kind of have to get used to totally. what it looks like. yeah. Um, yeah, which was a danger we knew. I mean, I know my way around the kitchen, clearly, but um, I have not made this dough before. It looked good when I put it in the container. I thought, that sure looks like the dough that Blake makes. It did. Hmm. So, um, Blake, how long is this going to bake for? Uh, I don't know. Blake does not know how long this is going to bake for. If only because it's a calzone. And oh, not a right. It's going to probably take longer because it's a calzone. 
Is it going? I imagine it might have to be flipped at some point. Is that a is that a thing? No, I don't think it'll be flipped. Um, okay. Hypothetically, it should be hot enough that it'll just brown on the top. It's not a a quesadilla. All right. <laughs> also, wow, that sounds difficult. <laughs> what was that? Uh, Kenny, Kenny, a uh, Kenny Lakes appeared. A wild mm. Kenny Lakes appeared, but he, I did not hear him coming, and suddenly he was beside me. It was funny because I, I can't, it, it, despite how close he apparently is, I could not see him in the frame. Yeah, he really snuck in. So, um, can I talk about my relationship with pizza now? I would love to hear more about that, yes. So, yeah, I grew up, um, I grew up just eating, like, whatever pizza. I was not, so the pizza that I was scoffing at a little bit from Blake was Chef Boyardee. Okay. Um, Mom used to make, like, Chef Boyardee all the time. Mm. And I never liked that pizza, but I always, you know, I, 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 you know, we would get local pizza and I liked that. I was never a huge fan of Pizza Hut or Domino's, though I would, of course, I was part of the Pizza Hut book club and would get a personal pan pizza for reading. Do you know what I'm talking Uh, about? Yes, I have heard of this. It was sweet. You'd like read a certain amount of books and then you'd get rewards. Certain number of books. Yeah. Well, you'd get like rewards like at different intervals, but then the final reward was you'd get a, p- a personal pan pizza and a medal. Wow. I only got the medal once. Because like I basically mm. went in and I was like, here's my thing. And they were like, here's your pizza. And I was like, um, I was promised a medal. And I just remember somebody like rummaging through like a box. Yeah. And then providing me with the medal. <laughs> um,. Yeah, and then um, I realized that uh, I was from an area that had pretty good pizza. And I'm not mm. saying that all of our pizza is good all of the time in central Pennsylvania, but I will say that I think I'm from I've, – I've heard um, our friend of the pod, Teresa, mention this before, um, that there's sort of a pizza belt, mm. and the pizza belt – um, includes the Northeast, so like the Boston area, mm-hmm. goes through New York into New Jersey and also into Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, and I would actually argue it kind of ends in Maryland. <laughs> There's hmm. this place called Lido's Pizza down here. Yeah. Which is like a square, it's a rectangular pizza that they cut. It's gross and people down here love that shit. Oh, and no. I am constantly like, I don't want to eat Lido's Pizza. Lita's pizza is, like, really thin, but it's not, like, a thin crust, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. It's yeah. just, like, thin. The dough, like, doesn't taste like anything. It's sort of, like, um, it's got, like, a weird texture. It's not super crisp or bubbly. Mm. Um, and then, like, the sauce is just, like, too acidic. And then the cheese that they put on, it looks like cheese that, like, didn't melt the whole way. Ugh. And then the, you know, it comes... You know, it comes in like a, maybe like a half sheet pan size pizza, Mm -hmm. but then the squares are maybe like two inches by two inches. And it's just like, we used to live, let me, let me put it this way. It's one of those pizzas that like, I have to eat at work sometimes. And it's like, sort of not, it's like sort of room temperature. Yeah. And it's terrible then. When Kenny and I lived in Falls Church, we lived within walking distance of Alito. So like, if you went to the front of our neighborhood, there was a strip mall. So it's a chain. Yeah, it's a chain. It's like a local-ish chain, though. Yeah. And um, there was Alito's there, and we only ate there a couple of times because, like, even fresh off the presses, the pizza was not good. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it sounds that, like cafeteria pizza. Yes. Yes. That is what it's like. It is like cafeteria pizza. And the fact that people in this era and my, my, uh, I, somebody I've dedicated a podcast episode to, my co-editor Claire has said, but I like Lido's pizza. And I'm like, I'm not saying you can't like it. Like, and also I think there's something to be said for wanting bread, cheese, and sauce together. I'm just saying that if I want pizza, there are like so many better options. <laughs> Did she grow up there? She is a Maryland native. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that answers that question. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I just like, I'm not really going to trash talk different kinds of pizza that much, but this one just leaves like, it's not like, it's not like a plain pie in like Massachusetts, which is just tomato sauce on it, which I think is absurd, but I understand culturally is a thing. It's just like a bunch of elements that make a pizza, none of which are that interesting. Mm-hmm. I had coworkers saying that they buy the salad dressing from this to take from this place to take home. Uh, okay, like, they sell they sell salad dressing. Yes. What kind of salad dressing? It's like a house dressing. Okay. So it's like it's not. Have a, you it's had like, it? Yeah, it's like a. They were like, you gotta have the dressing. It was like a. Like a creamy vinaigrette, I know doesn't make any sense, but it was like, it was just like somehow, I think it maybe had Dijon mustard in it, but was also like a little bit, it was like thinner than like a, like a ranch or a blue cheese, but Mm. it was not also not like an oil vinegar based sauce, like a gazebo room, which is local to Pennsylvania. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, just like not great. Um, oh, I think Blake is taking out the... Uh, calzone. Mm. You're taking it out? Yeah. Okay, oh, hey, it did something. Well, oh, it's yeah, dripping. Stuck. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so it's dripping a little bit. It got a little bit stuck, but it's looking very brown and puffed on it, the top, so that's good. Great. Oh, you just turned the knob. Which one? Kenny's got it. Um... Uh, so yeah, so I, I think I grew up basically eating like fairly good pizza my whole life and Mm -hmm. definitely like some worse pizza than others. Um, but yeah, I have really fond memories of eating pizza in times when I would have other, when it was like truly like a warm comfort to me. Mm -hmm. So like, um, the other example I can give is another time that we would eat pizza on snow days that wasn't from like that we would order is we would make a frozen pizza. And honestly, like, there's like a good like life for a frozen pizza. You know there's what I good, mean? There's a good what? It's like a, there's like a good life for a frozen pizza. There's a frozen pizza that you know you get out and you eat it and you know what? It's a good pizza. It's not a good pizza in the sense that like of any pizza that was not frozen previously. But it's got a crispy bottom, the cheese is melted on the top. You, you know, didn't have a meal, and now suddenly you've got a meal. I can't argue with any of that. I've got a real affection for a frozen pizza. Uh, and, 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 uh, and I see nothing wrong with that. I, 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 uh, I, sh- I shop for groceries mostly at Trader Joe's, mm-hmm. and I buy a frozen pizza almost every time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I eat one uh, once a week or, or, Maybe every other week sometimes. 
Uh, for a long time, I was getting their uh, barbecue chicken uh, frozen oh, pizza. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I got sick of that. And then they have one with pesto that I had for a while. And then I got mm-hmm. sick of that. Yep. And now I'm going through a phase where I'm just getting like more standard cheese pizzas, like the one I just had in front of you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I think the other thing I will say, too, is like, I only very recently have started branching off into other toppings. I honestly just like cheese pizza. Okay. And it's not that I think other toppings are bad um, or anything like that, but I just, it was one of those situations, the same is true of vanilla ice cream, where for so long I was like, I could have another ice cream or I could have vanilla ice cream. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And vanilla ice cream, you know, in many of the contexts that I was eating vanilla ice cream, was perfect. So, like, mm-hmm. why would I not eat vanilla ice cream when it's perfect? And maybe have something else that's good or interesting when there's this thing I know is perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's definitely how I felt about cheese pizza. Okay, so, cheese pizza. so you prefer no toppings to toppings. Yeah. But while we're on the subject, what is your... Favorite topping. So for a long time, must have one. my favorite toppings was uh, my favorite topping was mushrooms. Uh-huh. And I very recently have gotten really into uh, meat pizza. Okay. So like, a, a, you know, pepperoni, of course, but like any sort of sliced hard meat. So like mm-hmm. we've so prosetta on this grandma pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like meat on pizza for a long time because I thought it made it too fatty and I thought that it was um, just like too much and hot and like gross. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've come to really appreciate like a like a piece of meat like that, like a cured meat that's gotten really crispy. Mm-hmm. So I definitely wouldn't go for it like in any, like in all situations. Yeah. Um, but I really have surprised myself. And when I say recently, I mean like in the past like year and a half. Yeah. Ah, Okay. So here's our weird calzone. Okay. That Blake has lovingly sliced for us. The dough right. actually turned out pretty good. Do you want the other headphone? Yeah. Describe pretty good for the listeners. Um, it definitely if only because you made it, and so I feel like that's why you're saying that. <laughs> okay. So the dough, um, the dough is, uh, it got crispy. It browned i think nicely on the bottom um it definitely has some pockets that browned um a little bit unevenly in the way that's nice about uh a pizza where you get some brown spots um i don't know what does it taste like 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 taking a bite right now and considering considering the calzone we didn't have any lobsters Mm, i get it that's a uh david foster wallace joke i know (laughs) but do our goslings know now they do, if they didn't already. It's true. The dough's pretty good. Okay. Do you have any more comments? It baked well. I think that it just doesn't have the gluten development that I think it... So I should have kneaded it for longer, probably. I so. Okay. I did knead it for six minutes, which is how long Blake said to do it for, but I, I clearly could have done it longer. Well, you you clearly don't have the strength that he has. It's true. When oh, he was, in a... yeah, we both did it in our KitchenAid. 
Uh. <laughs> um, Blake, I don't know if you talked to Will, but he just asked me, like, what are your favorite toppings on a pizza? My favorite toppings on a pizza are probably... I don't know if I have a favorite topping on a pizza. Okay, what what kind of pe- toppings do you like? So, if I'm going to a new pizza place, mm-hmm. there's one thing I'm going to always try. Okay. A cheese pizza, like a yes. slice of cheese. Because I feel you can mask sort of other parts of it with the toppings. You can you can mm-hmm. mask, like, uh, if the dough's not that great, or if the, the sauce isn't that great, or if the cheese is weird... Mm-hmm. And if you have a lot of toppings on it, I think that can mask it somewhat. Right. If I am going to put, like, a topping other than cheese on pizza, it'll probably be, like, like a, a, like a hard meat or something. Like a, uh, like a sopressata, probably. Or maybe some, some other sort of salami. Um, or I like prosciutto a lot on pizza. I do, too. Um, I like mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, I like garlic and like I like sausage. So like, there's a, a type of pizza called a salsiccia, mm-hmm. which is uh, sausage crumbles, um, like red onion. I think there might be some garlic on there, mm-hmm. and I I love that. Like that's probably my top pizza. That if I'm if I want to have like a topping pizza at like a fancy pizza place, I'll get a salsiccia. Something that I've definitely been more open to recently is um, heat from pizza. So like a spicy sauce, like a spicy meat, or like um, like these peppers that we have on here. Mm-hmm. I'm more sensitive to heat than a lot of people, but certainly not the most sensitive person. I can I can handle. I mean, I think if you're like on a one to ten, and like living in the Southwest automatically puts you at like a six, I'm probably at like a three. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm pretty easily overwhelmed, but I'm also um, really open to trying things at least. Hmm. Um, and I've definitely come to appreciate heat, like a, a chili heat from pizza. Yeah. Do you? What are your toppings, Will? Um, that pizza that Blake was just describing—I haven't had that specifically, but that sounds right up my alley. Like something that I would order if that was on a, a menu at a place I went to. Um, I do like sausage a lot. Uh, it's that's probably my number one. Uh, and, uh, you know, pepperoni is a classic. I, I, I like that too. I like it fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, sausage or, um, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, uh, mushrooms maybe if I'm, I'm in the mood for it. I'm, it's, it's not always a go-to for me. Mm-hmm. Um, one more pizza I want to bring up is. There's a place around here called Matchbox that has pizza I really like. Mm-hmm. And Matchbox is definitely doing some sort of more like frou frou type mm-hmm. pizzas. But one of their pizzas that I love has prosciutto on it. Mm-hmm. And then also has figs. Yeah. And then it's drizzled with honey at the end, like after it comes out of the oven. Wow. And I think there might be some people listening to this podcast that are like, that's not pizza. And I don't give a shit because it's delicious, and I will order that every single time I go to Matchbox. That sounds great. I've had something similar called um, at the the great Italian restaurant on mm-hmm. the street, Luca. They had something called Figadello, mm-hmm. which I think was yeah, like there wasn't sauce; it was like a fig 
puree or jam or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Like a very mild cheese and like prosciutto. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was fantastic. Nice. Yeah, so. Well, we've made our pizza, Will. Yeah, I would like to try these pizzas you're talking about. The ones you're eating, the ones you've made, but also the the ones that you're describing. They sound uh, really good to me right now. We, well, all our, we got to do is come to uh, the Gaithersburg yeah. and or Lancaster. Yeah. I'm waiting for you to come back here first. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I have come to visit you and you have not come to visit me. Yeah, I'm aware of that. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, you were going to come visit me once and then it was going to be too difficult. And so you canceled and I cried. Okay, you could be making this up. I have no memory of this you and dana were gonna come you were doing some like a uh, road trip like cross-country road trip and oh, okay. it was when i was living in i was i was it was either the end of me living in in fairfax or when i was living in falls church and like three days out you were like it's gonna we'd have to dip too far down like dana was like we'd have to dip too far down i don't think we can do it and i was like i don't know when i'm gonna see them again and i cried this and sounds I didn't like tell you this, but I did. This sounds like pre. This was like pre Tucson. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because we're we're, still been in we're talking about like you've visited us, <clears throat> and that was like two three years ago. We were here in Tucson. Yes. Yeah, the time that you're talking about, the latest I think that it could have been was we were moving from. Tempe to Tucson but no it would have been before that it would have been we were still in grad school or just out of it or something like that yes totally um different you still didn't visit me yeah well you're not you were you're not you're I, not even in the same place now that you were then it's the like, same area it's still the DMV the Department of Motor Vehicles or the Delmarva Peninsula <laughs> the uh, uh, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. Mm. They call the DMV down here. And we don't have a DMV. We have um, the um, MDOT. And, and, and that's the Maryland Department of Transportation? Yes. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I was going to say... Uh, I don't remember how we got sidetracked, but I was going to say that since we came to Tucson, our local pizza place is a place called Fresco, Mm -hmm. uh, which is very close to where we live and uh, pretty good pizza. Um, I was going to say that it was like a little higher end, like a little frou-frou, but it sounds like compared to what you were describing uh, moments ago it's it's uh not up to that standard really and we usually get a white pie which they call a white wonder oh um, wow that's I, choice i had it on oscar night uh-huh uh we i tweeted about it that was the one night that i was in charge of our twitter instead of you yeah that was the my my hashtag oscar's so white uh, uh-huh. pizza <laughs> Uh, and I want to shout out another pizza place. This is not uh, Tucson. This is not a place that I go to now. It's a place uh, from my history, but not going as far back as I went with Blake at the beginning of the podcast. It's mm-hmm. in Ohio. It's the pizza that I had in grad school. 
and it's a place called Avalanche Pizza. Ooh, that's a good name. And Avalanche Pizza, uh, they like to tout their own reputation. If you go to their website, they have a thing that has like a Food Network logo, and it mm-hmm. says in quotes, best pizza in the USA. <laughs> It's like, that's just attributed to the Food Network. So I don't really know what the context is for that um, in a specific terms. But anyway, they've got some like wild uh, pizzas. This is real. I went to uh, grad school at Ohio University. It's in Athens, Ohio. It's a real college town. The The population drastically changes in the summertime when all the students are gone Mm -hmm. um so this is this i think they know their audience they know their demographic so they're making some some weird pies for for kids who have the munchies they're making Mm -hmm. i'm looking at their website now they have a pizza called the godzilla one called the avalanche ranch one called the the bacon cheeseburger pie Uh and i was looking at this menu trying to remember what my favorite order was mm-hmm. and i i i had a i had a partial recollection of, of what it was but couldn't remember the name and i was scrolling through all of these specialty pies going like where is it where is it i can't find it and then i finally realized that i couldn't find it because it's not on their pizza menu it's on the the breadsticks menu oh <laughs> So it's technically a side by their standards. Uh-huh. It's called the Mount Carbamore. <laughs> and Mount Carbamore is described as a cheese bread topped with oven-baked fries, oh then covered with your choice of barbecue sauce, basil pesto, ketchup, something that they call ninja sauce, <laughs> uh, ranch or teriyaki sauce. And uh, and it's four ninety nine, and that was my go to order. I could just put down one of those myself, and um, I would, I would, for me, it's between the basil pesto or the ranch. I would just depending on wow. my mood, I would go for one of those two options. So yeah, just bread, cheese, French fries, sauce, and sauce. Wow, Will, that's a and, very Will, yeah, meal. That's my that's my jam. You know, when you when you get the ranch instead of, instead of anything else, it's just like extremely white and beige. You know, yeah. there's like no color to it at all. Yeah. Um, and the fries are like good, like shoestring fries. Nice. Very oily and delicious. None of those, none of the steak fried bullshit. Mm. No, they were nice thin cut. Nice. Um, well, we're running low on time, um, yeah. and I'm running low on being awake. Mm-hmm. Um, Blake, do you have any final pizza thoughts you want to share? I think the biggest thing is what we learned with the the dough here is if it's not perfect, you can always just make it a calzone. <laughs> like it's yeah. very flexible. Yeah, you can change things around, and maybe it's not what you wanted, but it doesn't mean it's not going to be good. Yes. So I think that's the biggest the biggest thing I would. Yeah. Final takeaway, final thoughts. Yeah. The, our smugness comes from our adaptability, not from our specifics about yeah. what we think pizza should be. I think if there's a theme to our conversation about pizza, it's been be flexible, mm-hmm. be open-minded, mm-hmm. be adaptable, and don't yes. be afraid to improvise. And also don't, uh, you know, be uh, uh, a gatekeeper about uh, what is and isn't 
pizza and what does or doesn't belong uh, on a pizza. Yeah, don't don't yuck someone's yum. Okay. Have you not heard that phrase before? No. No. I've sort of heard it um, used in relation to, like, kinks. <laughs> I've only ever heard that, like, don't kink shame. But I've right. never heard, like... <laughs> so, like, a fun, cute way to say don't kink shame is don't yuck someone's yum? Well, you, you like, so, yeah, like, yeah, so, like, if I was really into feet, which I'm not... I would be. I was trying to give something. I know I what a kink is. You don't have no, to get into it. No no, 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 no. But if you were like, "That's so weird. That's gross." I would be like, "Hey, man, don't yuck my yum." Yeah, yeah. I know what kink shaming is. <laughs> like, <wait. laughs> I was saying that you. I was just saying that it was something you could say personally as well. Like you didn't have to say like you don't have to say, "Hey, in general, don't yuck someone else's yum." I think it's don't yuck one's yum. Yeah. <laughs> we could maybe use a singular they. Oh yeah, don't, sure. don't yuck, yuck their yum. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> I I love that phrase. I think it's so cute. Okay, but people people also say it for other things too. Like you know, okay. you might say it about pizza. Yeah, it's it's versatile. I'm and, I'm going to be hesitant to say don't yuck my yum when I'm talking about pizza now because somebody might be yeah. like, ooh, <laughs> yeah. what's he doing with those pizzas over there? Yeah, uh, he enjoys pizzas a little differently. Yeah, different version of American Pie. <laughs> oh boy. On that note, what oh, what a throwback. <laughs> uh, well, right. I love you. Have fun in Arizona. And, Thank you. Um, and we'll see you next week. Enjoy your trip. Enjoy your vacation. Uh, Blake, thank you for being our first guest. Yes, thanks for having me as the smug brother. Smug brother. Thank you for the pizza education. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Will is on Twitter and Letterboxd at youngest of one, and his website is williamhoffacker.com. You can find Liz at exclamate on Instagram, at exclamate underscore on Twitter, or on her website, elizabethdeannamorrislakes.com. Our website is smugbuds.com, and the podcast is at smugbuds on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs>